Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike, the intern in the studio on a sad Monday morning. You want to talk about the uh, Eagles first before we talk about the Chiefs? Eagles will be not mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, lucky you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is another case where the Chiefs beat themselves in Wisconsin. Well, you knew it was going to be a very tough game when Mitch Holdis missed the broadcast after 503 consecutive broadcasts of the Chiefs. 503. He was diagnosed with COVID over the weekend, so they had to bring in a sub-announcer, a fellow named Ari Wolf. I don't know who he is, but the broadcast was not... It was just... Not the same. No, heavens no. And I dare say, and this is... I don't know this for a fact, but I think if Art Haynes had been able to, he would have been the play-by-play. Oh, yeah, it would have been great to hear Art do that. As far as the game is concerned, uh, there's, there's a disconnection somewhere with this Kansas City team. And what it is, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes threw for only 210 yards. He did have one touchdown, but he had an egregious pick. I don't understand that one at all. He overthrew his receiver and right into the hands of a running. I will admit the, the defender did a nice job of catching the ball, but that just it was not the, it was not a Mahomes play, and he didn't play the way Mahomes is capable of. Now, I'm going to throw in the weather caveat here because it was cold up there, not to Green Bay fans, but to the Chiefs it was. Does that make a difference? I don't know. Mahomes only has three receivers on whom he's counting right now. Kelsey, and, and I think you have to put Pacheco in that group, and maybe Rashi Rice. But the others are just, they're, they're not there. They're disappearing. Valdez Scantling playing back in his own territory. He had just a couple of catches. And Canarius Tony got none and wasn't even targeted. And why is this guy even in uniform? Remember what the New York Giants fans said? Hey, he's your problem now when they got him last year. Is he injured? Well, he's always injured. Uh, the Chiefs are also, they did not show a lot of poise last night. These teams, you have to understand, Mike, it, when you're in playing football, an aggressive game and a game of physical contact, when you show a corresponding level of aggressive play, those teams are going to get a little angry. And Isaiah Pacheco, and I, he's fine, he's a terrific runner, but he also shows that in-your-face style attitude that doesn't resonate well with other teams. You saw what happened last night. They were picking on him, and he threw a punch, ejected. He's got to learn to keep his cool, as the other players do as well. Nonetheless, this Chiefs team doesn't, to me, does not appear to be connecting very well at all. Now, if you're a fan, you've seen him play. What are your thoughts? Um, I thought we left too many points on the board. We should have scored at least two more touchdowns in the red zone. I don't know what the hell is going on in the red zone. Obviously, losing um, Tranquil early on in the game caused a big issue with the defense um, and calling what is a very complicated Coach Spags defense, so that was part of it. Um, you know, you can't, you can't really use the Mahomes passing number on this game because the attack was a run game. Right, it was running. Much yes. Pacheco was over 100 yards. So even though, yeah, you look at what how, how many passing yards Mahomes had, that wasn't the attack. The attack was <laughs> to keep it on the ball. What I don't understand is how we abandoned that in the fourth quarter because they we, were behind. We ab- but still, it was working. It, there's no reason for them to be calling those plays if they all. It was like we started the second half, and I'm thinking to myself, don't abandon the run, don't abandon the run, don't abandon the run, and they don't for a little bit. And then as soon as it looks like it's out of reach, they abandon the run, and here we are, throw a pick, it's done. I, you know, again, I, I don't, 
It's we beat ourselves. We are the better team. That's why all day I say you've got to keep your cool in situations like that. In this case, you've got to keep your cool. They start freaking out but too the early. The fact of the matter is, they did not. They did not use their point. And that's unlike Andy Reid's team. It may have been his assistant coaches, but you're absolutely right. They're running the ball very well. What Pacheco had, what, 123 yards, something like that, of, of running, and was doing very well. 110 is what he came up with. But he was running well, and indeed, the play is totally opened up when your running game is going well. But Kansas City could not seem to be able to get that done. And I, again, disappointed with the chippy attitude from both teams. But I think the opposition, and watch what the Buffalo Bills do next week. They're, they're going to pick on the Chiefs, too and goad them into getting these these penalties that should not be called. I hope Kansas City concentrates on that this uh, this week in practice because that's that's going to be a part of the opposition from here on in. There's a pass interference call that didn't get called. There's a lot of holding calls that didn't get called. But again, <laughs> up to that point now where it's like we had that game regardless of those no calls and bad officiating, we could win that game all day long. No problem at all. And you're seeing a lot of offensive coordinators go down for their team across the league. I think it might be Matt Nagy's time. Well, the, that's why I say this team does not show a connecting. They're, uh, with Eric Bieniemy, they connect big plays. Mahomes came up with consistent big plays. Uh, passes over the middle. Receivers running their their specific routes that they're, they're programmed to run. But no, you're not seeing that with this team. That's, that's very bothersome. Really scary stuff, and obviously I don't like losing sleep to stay up for an L. So let me say this before I let you get into it as far as the college football bowl rankings that came out over the weekend, and it's very controversial, obviously. (laughs) I don't know about you, but picking teams based on the health of their players for the bowl setup, a little suspect to me. Your thoughts, sir? My thoughts are this. As soon as Alabama beat Georgia, the second that they beat them, they were in the playoffs. That committee knew fully well to match up Alabama and Michigan is a ratings bonanza. Michigan and Florida State, um, hey, casual fan, like, hey, watch for a little while. It's the Rose Bowl. It is the granddaddy of them all, the oldest of the games and one of the semifinals this year. All the experts like to say, well, the Final Four shouldn't be a beauty contest. What absolute balderdash. Reality tells you the matchups that they have there are made for TV, and that's what the sponsors want. They're spending big bucks, and the big bucks are not for Florida State versus Michigan. They're for Alabama versus Michigan. Now, does Alabama deserve to be there? You bet. Does Florida deserve to be there? Of course they do. And that's why I'm very glad that this whole Final Four is ending next year and we go to 12 teams because they will be in then. But the fact is that Florida State does not have the tradition and they, they, they've been around the great All-Americans. Deion Sanders went there and they had big years under Bobby Bowden. But they don't have the tradition that Alabama does, nor the viewership, nor do they have the visceral reaction. Mike, when you talk to people who are Alabama fans, oh, we love Alabama. And then you talk to the other side, I hate them, I want them to lose every time. So see, you get that reaction. You wouldn't with Florida State. That's what it's all about. It's a TV rating and a money rating, and that's why that's occurring. It should be a pretty good Final Four. And while the media rode off Alabama after their loss to Texas on September 9th, we sat right in here and said, don't write them off. Alabama. This is still Alabama. They have a chance to be national champs. 
I just think that if I had to choose between Georgia and Texas being there, Georgia deserves it over Texas. Well, they had a great year. I mean, the, I mean, have they, to understand the same. Too, well, the way the way sports operates, it's what you do at the end, not at the beginning. Yeah, but records the same. Texas obviously lost to Washington. They almost lost to K State. K State almost ran it. If, K, if that game had been in Manhattan, I, I believe 110 percent K State wins that game. So then, where are we at? So I, that's that's what I'm. That's my point, and that's you. You pretty much said exactly what I did. Is Okay, so it's not based on strength of schedule anymore. It's not based on your record. It's based on the matchups you guys make. Well, how is that a fair playoff it schedule? It's not. It's it, crap. And anybody will tell you it's not. But it's reality. It's the way it is. So don't take <laughs> stock in it. And again, if Michigan goes all the way, they're going to have that asterisk next to their name. Maybe. Mark my words. High school football season is over, and unfortunately, we couldn't get two wins, but at least we got one for the area. For the immediate area, but for Southwest Missouri, we did get two. You got the Marionville Comets from the immediate area, and they came away with a convincing 29 to nothing victory, and they got that over North Platte. That, that's very good. And Marionville finishes undefeated. Now, in Class 2, our neighbors to the west, Lamar, came away, and, and this is a remarkable game. That matchup was Lamar versus St. Genevieve Valley. Valley, folks, has 15 state championships to their credit. They had a two-touchdown lead in the second half and gave it up. Lamar rallied from a two-touchdown deficit to force an overtime, one in the overtime, and that, I believe, is number nine for Lamar. These are two of the most storied Class two team, uh, high school football team, period, in uh, the nation. Now, we have to give out, uh, um, I should say, in the state, I have a shout out to the Republic Tigers from Western Greene County. They gave a, they were, they were consensus underdogs to Cardinal Ritter from St. Louis. Cardinal Ritter is huge, and they're a big team. They have four Division One prospects on there, and they were favored. Republic stayed with them, gave them a classic battle. Cardinal Ritter won at 38 to 25, but Republic was right in there all the way, battling, showing St. Louis area that football is played down here in the Ozarks, and we can play it very competitively. I thought Republic, congratulations to them. They had a great season. Do not hang your heads too low, Tigers. I thought you did have a great season, and uh, it's good looking for the future. Absolutely. Sucks, it sucks it goes the way it goes, but sometimes it is the way it is. Look, see also last night for us Chiefs fans. Speaking of which, going to be a quick turnaround for the team. They're back to work tomorrow because they got the Bills coming in on Sunday afternoon. It's a late Sunday afternoon game at 3.30 kickoff. It's one of those America's Game of the Week or however these television networks bill it. Hey, folks, the Buffalo Bills are not having a very good year. But you watch out. When they play the Chiefs, this is going to be a... This will be a signal achievement for Kansas City. Fortunately for the Chiefs, the game is at Arrowhead. I don't know what the weather conditions are going to be, but the Buffalo Bills will be ready, and they'll give Kansas City a very tough time. The Chiefs need to get their game in order. They really do. They're now 8-4 on the year, and that's not the best in the AFC, and they're used to being the best. Mm-hmm. Only one game back, but again, last night was a non-division, non-conference game. I know I keep saying that, but it is what it is, and we're only back by one game. So with future is definitely in our hands. Hopefully, Drew Tranquil can clear concussion protocol quick. Maybe we get Nick Bolton back. Who knows? But uh, we did have some guys go down last night. I'm curious to see how that looks going into the game this weekend. Well, the Cook kid is probably out for the rest of the year. Yeah, he does. a gruesome ankle injury that he had. Tranquil, you don't know. You don't know how an individual is going to recover from a concussion. That's, that's an unknown. 
And you have several other bumps and bruises in there. It, it, it's, that's just what's going to happen. It is football. That's part of the game. It is part of the game and part of why I'm going to be in a bad mood today. Ned, do you have a better day and I will see you manana.